Hello, everybody. My name is Jill Renee Feeler, and welcome to today's podcast. I am glad that you're here, and let's get started. Let's get a little connection going on here with yourself. I encourage you to relax your body and take a couple nice deep breaths here, ideally in through the nose and out through the mouth. Okay, and as you're breathing here, I just invite you to, there's a, there's a lot of ways that we interact with each other and other people's energy sort of gets in our ball of energy and it, it can create chaos in our fields and it can definitely reduce our clarity. So I'm just gonna invite you to, and I'll help you with this, just sort of gently escort <laughs> other people's thoughts and ideas, just, just for the, at least for the time today during this podcast, that you're just sort of like, okay, everybody out. I need a little space. I want, I want my time. And just, we're just going to close the door <laughs> and let you be you, let you feel you and your thoughts and your sense of center apart from all of these other individuals and their agendas and their hopes, thoughts, wishes, and dreams for themselves and for you. Let's just allow space for you. <sighs> Some of you probably uh, had this nice sigh of relief with me. Um, and then also likewise, in all the ways that you may have your energy in other people's energy fields, let's just call it back in. <laughs> let's just gather your energy back into yourself, into your center. All of the hopes, wishes, thoughts, and dreams that you have for other people, let, let them have their journey while you're having your journey. <sighs> they're not your project, okay? They're their own one and you're your one. So at least just for this time today that you give yourself back that energy that you've um, allocated or dedicated to supporting another or taking care of another or worrying about another. Okay. <sighs> okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now we're all here. Okay. Woo! All right. And I'm just sort of fluffing up our energy fields right there. That feels so good. All right. I invite you to wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes, touch your elbows, touch your nose. Just reminding yourself that you are all the way in your bodysuit. Okay. Oh, my daughter's calling me. Um, let's answer Olivia's call. Just one second. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> Olivia, my older daughter, likes everything in order and everything in high functioning order. And her emergency was that the blinker on her car is not working again. And anyway, <laughs> she's so cute. She's normally the one that remembers exactly when the podcast is happening. So if she remembers later, she'll be like, I'm so sorry, but it's okay, right? Life is continuing. <laughs> okay, anyway, so we were touching our elbows and touching our, our nose. And the reason for that is to remind us that um, in all the ways that those of us that are into the esoteric and the metaphysical and consciousness and things that can um, serve to allow our consciousness and our sense of awareness to slide up in our energy fields. Um, and it causes a disconnection and a decrease in energy, a decrease in a sense of life force in our humanness. I, I can't prove that scientifically. I'm not pretending I can. Um, I just see it all the time. I sense it all the time. And it's not a great way to go through life. Okay. Okay. So all the way wiggling your toes again, get all the way in the bodysuit, friends. <laughs> okay. Very good. 
Okay, <laughs> so what are we going to do today? Um, I do want to extend an invitation, obviously, to those of you that are returning. I'm so glad that you're back um, and checking in today with this podcast. I love to offer these to help us feel and know the light of source energy that we are, the wisdom that's available to us in this reality, tips and strategies for being our best self. Um, and for those that are new here, you're, we're offering that as well to you. Um, and then also, I just want to point out to those of you that are new here, because we get a whole, we get such an amazingly um, diverse group of individuals that that check in and hang out here on the podcast, and it makes me so happy um, that we're that we're connecting and it's resonating with so many people. And I do hear from people that they don't even really like uh, consciously know why they like it; it just feels good. And hey, that's enough for me, <laughs> right? But what are we doing here? Um, I have gifts um, of spirit, I guess you could say, related to truth and wisdom and insights and perspective about this reality that do not come from my human Jill. They do not come from things I've studied or things that I've learned as Jill. They're things that I just know. Um, And once I realized how helpful it can be um, to individuals, it led me in 2011 actually may have been 2009. Anyway, it's been a while. Um, But there were things I just felt like I wanted the world to know today. So that's sort of my premise with all of these podcasts. Now we're on 222, number 222. (laughs) That just makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't have planned that one. Wouldn't have thought that would be the case. Um, And my team just said, and that's if you counted correctly, that's true. Because there were some, there's some for a while, I think, Sometimes I did two a week. Sometimes I didn't have a week. So it may even be more than that. Um, Anyway, my premise with every podcast, I don't have a plan. I don't have a script. I don't have a specific intention. um, I don't have notes here. it's, It's me in my expanded sense of who and what I am. like saying to myself, what do, what do I, what do we as my expanded self wish that the world knew today? Okay. We offer it with love. We offer it with um, a sense of compassion. We offer it with boldness and bluntness. And uh, some messages are, are softer and easier <laughs> to take in than others. Um, I have no idea <laughs> what's going what's gonna to be today. Actually, that's not true. <laughs> I, do have, I do have a sense. Um, I do need have a tickle in my throat though, just one sec. <coughs> okay, let me get a drink of water. Sorry, hang on. Okay, that feels better. Alrighty. So I think I know what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) Okay, so I'm just going to close my eyes and relax my body. And it's almost like my focus of attention from my brain and my language center about what I'm thinking I want to say is going to drop lower into uh, sort of like an elevator dropping into my heart space. And sort of just seeing what's there that we want to share with the world today. Okay, let's start here. All right. So the context of the human family is such a core element of identity, um, sense of joy for some, sense of safety and security for others, a sense of literal identity, though. Um, it's, it's like the, the context of self within this world. Many people 
utilize the sense of family for that. Um, and there's a, I would say almost everybody in a conversation like this felt some sort of maybe disappointment, <laughs> maybe a sense of, well, that's not doing it for me. In terms of the human family may not have felt like the fit that you had expected it to or that you wanted to, right? So this can lead to a sense of feeling for some like an orphan, okay? Or abandoned or cheated or a sense of unfairness, right? Um, for others, it's, it's less dramatic and it's more just a sense of, I wonder if I could feel at home in another group or in another experience. So it's less emotion-based, it's more just kind of curiosity-based. Where can I feel at home in the world since I didn't really maybe feel at home in my humanness? Um, yeah, um, I am wanting to add for some reason, I had a great, uh, I, I, my family's awesome. Um, <laughs> I do have two older sisters that <laughs> maybe leave something to be desired and they, they were not nice to me <laughs> from my perspective. Um, I wouldn't have treated them the way that they treated me. Um, anyway, I, I don't feel emotionally scarred from it. I actually feel like I made lemonade out of lemons and it made me very independent. Um, it made me not rely on them for my sense of uh, purpose and sense of um, affirmation and confirmation. They were not going to do that for me. If anything, they were like, it's almost a, a <laughs> where am I going with this? I do, my team's just like, keep going. Um, if anything, it seemed like they took pleasure in hurting my feelings, which is just so weird. Um, anyway, so uh, I, as Jill, I think became more independent as a result of that experience. And it's very possible that my infinite self actually chose that family and those siblings so that it would prompt the independent spirit that I wanted in this reality. Okay, see how that can happen? So then I'm not the product of how my sisters interacted with me, that my sisters were the product of me wanting to have a very independent sense of identity and self that, not, that did not identify myself as, oh, I'm the third child of this family, or I'm the younger sibling of so-and-so. I, I don't, that's like way low on my list of how I identify myself. But I'm bringing it up here as an example that I like who I am today. I love my life and I love life in general. Obviously there's things to not like about it, but I don't, I'm not dragging with me scars from my childhood. Um, and there probably are scars. There probably should be scars in some ways. But I, my family wasn't all there was for me either. So I, I can relate to those that are like, you know what? The family, human family part leaves something to be desired. My parents are awesome. I think they did a great job. Um, and I'm still close with them today. I respect them and admire them today. I'm very different from them. Um, I don't agree with them on everything, but I have... Uh, especially with one parent that was a little bit harder maybe for me to interact with. There's normally one parent that you just click with. It's like a seamless, effortless relationship. And then there's typically another parent where there's just friction. Um, and it, we don't have to look at necessarily that we're more like them, et cetera, we're fighting for our space from them, et cetera. It's just the way it is, okay? You don't need, I don't feel the benefit of analyzing it in any a psycho psychological or psychiatric sort of way. Okay, so I get it is what I'm trying to say here. So a lot of us have come into spiritual groups and activist communities 
without realizing that we're actually looking for a sense of place and a replacement family, okay? The more that you, if you tend to be one of those individuals that's looking for a leader to lead you in your life, there is part of you subconsciously that's trying to replace that parent's role that you felt you didn't get. The guidance that you wanted that you didn't get, um, the sense of safety that you wanted and you didn't get, um, or maybe that you got, but then it was gone or felt like it was taken from you and you still want it even as an adult. So we want to raise these issues because the more that you can bring those subconscious layers to the surface of your awareness, the more you can consciously then interact with the choices that you're making and whether you still agree with those choices today or not. Um, there are some significant disadvantages to looking for a replacement for, from your human family um, when you don't realize you're doing it. There are compromises that are naturally made in a human family, okay? <sighs> yeah, just let your, let your energy feel just sit, <laughs> like right in the, right in the literal, the seat of your bum bum, uh, the root chakra, the second chakra, just sit with that for a moment at the, the like, oh shit, <laughs> maybe sort of moments there. Oh, the compromises, right? Oh, that you don't even realize you're making sometimes. Because when it's not a human family, you have a choice whether to be there. We, we can't at this point in our human journey, we can't re-choose our parents. We can't re-pick our, our siblings and our, our blood family relatives. It, it's fixed once you get here. You can't change that, right? But then there's all these optional quasi-family relationships that we have, hopefully with a partner, you felt a choice in that matter. Um, hopefully you felt a choice in whether you had children or not. Um, hopefully you feel the choice that you have in what groups and communities you interact with. And do you feel for yourself like you are actually trying to recreate a sense of a family dynamic to upgrade um, a past memory or a past pattern without the conscious interaction of, of are they doing a good job at doing being that replacement for you? Or is it just more disappointment? And what are they, what are, are they, that community or that sense of quasi-family asking of you in return? And are you willing to make that choice more clearly now, yes or no? Because you do have a choice. And I think that's the most exciting thing is that with these non-blood family relationships, you have a very important choice to make because it relates to what is being supported for you in terms of who and what you are and how you see yourself in this world and how you want to be in this world. What is supporting you in being that version of yourself that you dream about in this reality? <sighs> okay. Okay. Now, I want to point out another scenario. And that's where you let the orphan sort of feeling feel supported by your you. You're the adult now. Hopefully, you know the layers of yourself that can that have comforted and do comfort others and offer unconditional love and grace and encouragement and inspiration to other people. Those same layers that you offer the rest of the world, you can offer yourself. 
your sort of orphan layers that feel can feel lost and feel confused and feel unclear. Those are very real um, aspects of self. And when you are asking the rest of the world or a community or an organization uh, to meet those needs for you, but neither one of you has really clearly agreed on the terms of that or how that how you want that done. Uh, maybe they're not up to the task in a way that meets your standards or what you deserve in terms of attention, in terms of, I want to say, quality, purity of unconditional love, um, emotional health, right? There's so many factors at play when you, when you offer that orphan child self up to somebody else and you say, here, please take care of her, right? Or please take care of him. So what if you took care of those orphan layers of yourself? What if you let those past hurts and past wounds uh, be hurt and be in pain amidst you and your healthy self? Again, we, we pointed out earlier and we invited you to consider that you've been in a, in a healthy emotional support system maybe for other people. You can do that for yourself. So inviting that orphan layer of yourself into your energy field, into the core of your being, into your heart space, right? Let's just do a visualization right there, okay? Okay, so how do you want to imagine this sense of the orphan self or selves or abandoned, right? Abandoned sense of self. How do you want to visualize them? Is it a child out on the doorstep, right? Is it a baby out on the doorstep? Is it a, a teenager left at school, not picked up, the bus left, nobody's picking them up, they're just waiting, embarrassed, scared, alone, right? Yeah, if I'm triggering something, we're, we're onto something, okay? So that's it. Don't run away from it. Um, go to him, go to her. As the adult you, imagine yourself driving up in your vehicle or, or an Uber or however you get there, a tandem bike, <laughs> skateboard, <laughs> walking, however you want to do it, just go to them. Imagine yourself opening that door, meeting them at that school and saying, hey, I'm sorry that nobody shut up for you, but I'm here for you. I will do everything I can to let you know how much I love you how much I care about you, how sad I am that this happened, that you felt forgotten and left out in the cold. I want to invite you in. I want to make room for you. Okay, good. Now you may imagine them responding positively to you. They may feel seen and heard in a way that makes them um, break down and vulnerable. Do you want to give him a hug? I hope you do. <sighs> okay. And just let that hug last in an, an uncomfortable amount of time. Okay, to the point maybe where you're laughing and they're laughing at the awkwardness of it. Okay. Remember, this is you. This is you. So now that you are alongside them and they're close enough to be in your 
sphere, your ball of energy, right? You may want to imagine them almost like in a sci-fi movie, sort of integrating into where they become, or like a Russian nesting doll, right? But it's more of a holographic sort of experience, and they're taking their place within you, within, you, within your embodiment of energy. Okay, it may feel awkward. I just felt something in my throat, like things I wanted to say, uh, maybe to my siblings or, or others. And I just, I, I feel that sort of uh, frog in my throat, uncomfortable, sort of like uh, all those swallowed words, all those biting of the tongue. <sighs> okay. Okay, let your second chakra, let your root chakra, let your, your guts feel uh, the new edition. Okay, that's good. This is, this is all good. Okay, I feel it in my, in my gluteus maximus <laughs> too. Ah, okay. Okay, remember you are offering a warm space for them. You're offering a home base for them. Again, you. Okay, good. All right, I'm inviting you to hold your palms up for some reason. Hold your hands up, palms out. And I want you to imagine that that other layer of you is palm to palm facing you. And then you're, they're folding into you. So now when you put your palms up, their palms are your palms, along with your palms. And now you're slowly bringing your palms together, like a prayer. I accept all of these layers of me. I offer my me with love. I offer this adult, mature, healing center of love and grace, unconditional love. I offer this love to all of these layers of me. I receive all of the special gifts and strengths and inspiration and creativity and maybe even rebelliousness that this other layer of me offers my me. I accept all of the giftedness. I accept all of those positives. And I accept responsibility, which is just, which is just responding to your abilities for the care and attention and support for all of these layers of me. Okay. Hmm. Oh, we've got something very special going on right now. Okay. Excellent job, everybody. Okay. So part two. <laughs> okay. One of the many logical reasons that you probably left this, these layers of you, and by the way, some of you will want to repeat that for multiple versions that you feel have been left out in the cold that you've been trying to find a home for in the world. So find a home in you, please, for them, uh, for you. Anyway, one of the reasons that those layers of you were out there is that many of us have interpreted this, comes up in client sessions all the time. It did even yesterday with an amazing, masterful client. Um, and what happens is that sometimes we feel like we can't get to our best layers of ourselves until we, we use words like heal, clear, integrate, um, those are probably the uh, release. Thank you. I knew there was another one. So heal, clear, integrate, release those, um, maybe less attractive. It, we feel like they're, you know, 
uh, warts on a face sort of, you know, aspects of self that we need to clear those, we need to release those, we need to integrate those, we need to, uh, did I already say heal those? So clear, integrate, release, heal. Um, that we need to, to fix it, basically, is what a lot of us are thinking. And that until we do that, then we can't get to the good stuff. And you guys, it is, it, I really, really want you to hear this, okay? You can be your light. You can share your best layers of yourself, your most amazing versions of you in this world as you, exactly as you are today, even with whatever those things are, okay? I promise you, I promise you. And I know it makes sense. I know to a logical, intelligent part of us, it's like, no, 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 you gotta clean the house before the house guests arrive. You need to, you need to have your makeup done before you go on the stage. You know, there's all these, uh, this, this happens first and all these sequential logical pieces we, we organize as our sense of who and what we are and what we can do when. They're wrong. <laughs> just wrong. I'm telling you they're wrong. You don't need to fix those things before you get to the good parts of yourself. I know this from experience. I wouldn't have been sharing since 2009 had I taken the approach that I needed to fix everything first. Okay. All right. Let's just be super clear about that. So am I saying that I have things that I wish I could clear, heal, integrate, and release? Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. Am I sharing anyway? Yes. <laughs> am I offering sessions? Yes. Am I owning my mastery? Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I am. Because what I know and what I really, really want you to know is that your infinite light, the light of source energy that you are, those things are not in its way. They are not in your way. But you think that they are, right? Your brain is saying, no, no, no. If I, if I share now, like I, I'm not ready. I haven't fixed those things yet. There we are again. <laughs> Back to that place of the being in the green room <laughs> versus out on stage, <laughs> right? And it's just wrong. I, I don't know if I can actually convince you. I'm just begging you to try it out. What if you just tried something out that you've really, really wanted to do or be in spite of those things still being there? Okay, just, just please just try it. Just try it out. I think you're going to surprise yourself. Okay. So I have created a home within myself as Jill for the hurt little Jill that felt like it was unfair how she was treated as a child from my two older sisters. Um, who still don't are the healthiest energetically with me. So guess what? I don't really ask them to play a role <laughs> in my sense of who and what I am. Cause I'm the adult now. I'm not trapped sharing a room with either of them. I'm not trapped in my family's house with them. I'm not trapped being a 12 year old in a world that doesn't know what to do with a 12 year old. Right? Yeah. I get, I'm the 49 year old. <laughs> right with my own house in my own bedroom. <laughs> so I don't have to play by the rules anymore. So I get to decide how much I interact with them as the adult that I am. And what, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> yeah. What I realized at some point is if these two beautiful women who have amazing gifts and strengths in this world, if they weren't my sisters, I wouldn't be friends with them. We don't bring out the best in each other. We don't resonate with each other. 
I think they would probably say the same thing about me. We, we just, there's friction. So I'm not playing this game. I'm not living this illusion that I'm here to fix those relationships. I'm not pretending there's karma. I'm acknowledging that we don't bring out the best in each other. And I'm showing the love and respect for myself that I don't want to make time for optional relationships as an adult that I am now for individuals that do not bring out the best in me and I don't bring out the best in them. I don't want to make time for that. I don't need to make time for that. I'm not pretending some myth that I'm here on the planet with them as my sister so that we can resolve these differences. That's a lie. A lie that keeps individuals in unhealthy relationships unnecessarily, distracting them, depleting their energy, banging their heads against the wall because they don't have it figured out, trying to make salt and pepper go with ice cream. They just don't go together. They just don't. I can now be okay with that. Okay, so do you know who's celebrating when I talk about that? Those little gels. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God is what she's saying. Thank God <laughs> that, that it's over, right? That, that I can let them be them and respect the individuals and the, the adult women that they are while respecting and loving the individual adult woman that I am today. I deserve that. I feel like you deserve that too. So I don't know what versions of, of forced relationships you're trying to make go together. Every, you know, like maybe the salt and pepper goes with the ice cream now. No, it still doesn't go together. Oh, I must be doing it wrong. What if you're not doing it wrong at all? What if they just don't go together? <laughs> they just don't. It can be that simple. Okay, now we're bumping into a lot of stories, a lot of spiritual so-called truths that are not truths. They're manufactured myths and hypotheses that are flawed and wrong. I can't prove it to you scientifically, but I think if you really allow yourself to step out of the truth and look at it and say, wow, what if that was never true? That I needed to resolve that friction in that relationship. What if I could just say, hey, there's friction between me and so-and-so. There may always be, be friction between me and so-and-so. What if they can be them and I can be me and with distance, we're better with separation, with, with a sense of individuation, <laughs> the gift of individuation on earth that they can be their one and you can be your one, but we're family. I mean, okay, now you're running into the stories. This is good. Bump into the hallways of all the stories that have been keeping you in that relationship, trying to make it go together. Bump into all of them and look at them and listen to yourself. Say them out loud. But we're family. Families are supposed to go along or get along and go along. Since when? <laughs> where is this? Where is this true? Are there families that get along well and there's no friction and they're all chill and they all bring out the best in each other? Yes. But if it's not yours, then it's not yours. Okay. Yeah. Think, yeah, just keep going with the, but we're supposed to be together as siblings to take care of each other when there's no one else here. Oh God. Oh my God. Are you sure? If it's up to my sisters to take care of me as I get old, I'm so fucked. 
<laughs> oh my god, that just it makes me laugh and horrified at the same time. I would I they'd be the they I may call a stranger <laughs> before I call them to take care of me. Oh, 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 it just makes me shudder. Yeah, I can make better choices than that. I think you can too. Okay, so there's a lie, right? That's a lie that our parents think too, by the way. And okay, so let's play that. Let's let's use logic on that one. Actual logic, not not pretend logic. <laughs> okay, not delusion. <laughs> okay, so let's play that back. Do your parents have a relationship if they have siblings in their elder years? Or did they? Probably the answer is no. For the vast majority of it's, well, no. Okay, then where did this come from? I think it's so, it's so funny and frustrating <laughs> that uh, there's many things that we do as parents and as children. Okay, one thing is that if we had a not so great relationship with our parents because we recognize how different that they are, um, we, we forget that when it comes to our own children and we pretend that our children are just like us and that, that we're going to get along so well. It's like, okay, but wait a minute. If my children end up sort of viewing and perceiving me like I view and perceive my parents, then, oh, oh, yeah, we're individuals too. Okay, yeah. Um, and in the way that you with your adult, if you have siblings, um, your adult, or maybe even maybe you're in your uh, more senior years, right? If you don't have a great relationship with your siblings, why would your children, if you have children, have a great relationship with their siblings, right? We seem to think that, oh, the next generation, it's, it's going to be different. Uh, there are some things that continue. <laughs> Individuation always continues. And some individuals go together and some individuals don't. Blood does not fix it. And blood does not always go together. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> All right. Okay. So going back to this idea that we need to um, resolve and release and heal and integrate and all these other sorts of uh, things about ourselves that we don't like. If they're really not in the way of your light, which, which I know is true, but you may not know is true. You not, may not believe me. I'm just asking you to try it out. Okay. What you're, what I would put a, like a money bet on is that what you will find is that your light is far stronger than you were giving yourself credit. Okay because the show doesn't need to be perfect in order for your light to be on stage as you from within you in this reality. Okay, so now bump into all the false truths there, right? Well, what, aren't I a hypocrite if I'm pretending I have wisdom, but I haven't, I haven't fixed everything in my life? Since when does holding wisdom come with this idea that there's some sort of idyllic perfection in the carrier and bringer of that wisdom. That's, that's such nonsense. If you have a spiritual teacher, someone that, that you're listening to or getting supported by, that is under the impression that they're able to now be their light because they've worked through everything, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. That certainly isn't, I, I'm not saying you're not getting anything good from them and not getting any support from them. I just think that there's some very different versions of self-awareness. I think if you got to know them more personally, you'd see for yourself that there, there is some maybe impurities there. Um, and so what? Again, that doesn't make them um, a fraud. That doesn't make them a charlatan. 
it means that they are they have a humanness and that they're able to and demonstrate it obviously if you're listening to them and feeling supported by them or or they're your master teacher or whatever role they play right um, obviously they're demonstrating some mastery and some um, I want to say enlightenment version vibration that is re- so they're proving to themselves that they are that and the other part they just don't know if the other part if they're not acknowledging it themselves right it's easier to hide something from the from the world from the public if you don't acknowledge it yourself right i tend to not like people like that because i just feel there's a lack of depth there um i feel like they're not getting all of the juice out of their out of their soulfulness out of their infiniteness um by they're not um not only accepting, but feeling personal responsibility for those other sort of fragmented layers, right? Um, yeah, I, I know that my work has gotten a lot, lot better um, since I started whenever it was in 2009. And that was with kind of channeled, I, would, I look at it as interdimensional communication, because I'm not channeling anything other than myself, um, as my infinite self. But anyway, since 2009, I feel that I was I was sort of, you know, experimenting with what it felt like as Jill to operate as the light energy that I also am. And then as I got more clear with it and and was so blessed interacting with different individuals and um, with it was able to see different uh, ways of self-awareness and different approaches to you know, uh, blunt honesty and like, oh, that's a part of myself I don't really like too well. Um, and what am I going to do with that? How about love her? <laughs> how about acknowledge her? Um, how about just, you know, accept that that's a, a layer of me that, that I don't like as well. My infinite self isn't, isn't troubled by it. So why should I be? And it's just something to be aware of, right? I, I think those layers of me are actually quite funny. Um, my favorite of my least favorites is the part of me as Jill that just is so um, bothered when I feel like somebody's thinking I'm unintelligent. <laughs> just it's the it's the funniest trigger to me ever because I just again the more you expand your your consciousness, ideally the more you're also um, aware of self and the, these funny, odd little layers of you sometimes that are just like, oh my God, there she is, right? So I get this a lot in a customer service environment where I'm the customer and somebody else is supposed to be taking care of me and maybe I'm not articulating something right and <laughs> and they just give you that look like, like they look at you like you're stupid and I know I'm not stupid and for some reason it really bothers me, <laughs> this layer of Jill. If somebody thinks I'm stupid, oh man, this version of Jill is just like, all right, we gotta, where's the ACT scores? Somebody get them quick. Where's the resume? Somebody say something smart. <laughs> or my least favorite response of that version of Jill is I want to take them out like at the knees with wit and <laughs> like, Oh, who are you talking to? <laughs> you know what I mean? So that version of Jill, sometimes she takes over and she gets control of my mouth and she says things and I'm in the background going, oh my God, there she is. <laughs> when is this going to be over? But on my best days, I sense that temptation of that layer of Jill 
And I, it's almost like, like you would with a teenager version of yourself, but you're also your adult self and you're like, oh, hang on. Okay, I get it. You might be right, but they think we're stupid. Come here. You don't get to talk right now. You just stay right here, little pit bull. <laughs> we, we got you. Okay, it's going to be okay. Okay, let me handle this. So sometimes I'm literally like smiling and sort of laughing as I'm interacting with the person that I do think is thinking of me as stupid in that interaction. And I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I'm literally like that. And I'm like, okay, so, and then I just kind of redirect, like, how are we going to solve this problem? Or how can you help me? Or what do I need done? You know? And I just sort of avoid it. Or anyway, I handled it with a lot more class and a lot more emotional maturity that that bigger part of me doesn't care whether they think I'm stupid or not, because I know differently. Now, does that mean I know everything? Do they know more about the HVA system in my house than I do? Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I'm glad they do, because that's why I'm hired. I've hired them maybe, right? So, but that other version of Jill, man, she just gets really um, triggered. <laughs> so anyway, that's an example of it in my world. <laughs> okay. So maybe think of those examples for yourself. When do you have those moments where you feel like a less conscious layer of you takes over and you don't like it, that you don't like the feeling of that, that version of you expressing itself. It's not a part of you that you like. Okay. Those are awesome scenarios. Ah, to just play with and just again, let now that you've integrated them, hopefully in that experience that we did earlier, you're a bigger ball of yourself. So you can be more aware and notice the, the rising <laughs> energy of that individual that that layer of you and just be like, Oh, oh, that's the one that gets mad that gets sad that gets passive aggressive that says stupid things <laughs> that makes trouble for us. I mean, whatever it is, talks like we know everything, um, talks like we know nothing. When I do know, we know something, right? There's so many iterations here that, that could be possible. Um, it's all okay. And the more you operate from your light, the easier it is for you to make those choices, to recognize those temptations within yourself, to be a version of you that you like in, a, in an increasing number of moments in your day, in your week, in your year right? This is progress. This is an upgrade. Okay. Now here's the other part though. I'm not expecting those layers of Jill to go anywhere. I think they're going to be with me the whole ride. I actually think they serve me in a lot of ways. I think it's important for me as a credible this, that I know myself as an intelligent, um, well-spoken, well-educated individual. So I kind of like that part of my structure. Does this, if I operate in a less conscious way from just her, do things go badly? And do I sound like an ass? Yeah. <laughs> do I hurt people's feelings and make them feel stupid? Yeah. And that's the last thing I want as my, as my authentic me, the last thing I want is for somebody to feel that was thinking that I was stupid, that I win by making them feel stupid. That by bragging that I have an MBA or something. So what? They still know something I don't know about the HVAC system in my house. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so there's no contest here, right? Anyway, so they don't need to go away. Hopefully, if you're getting any benefit out of anything I've done over the last, you know, since 2009, if you were reading some of those initial channelings that I did, they're still there. I think they're all still on my website. That's so funny. Hmm. Anyway. 
<sighs> okay. So hopefully I've proven to you that I can have these less conscious, less likable layers of Jill while also being this representative of truth and wisdom and love and compassion and human strategy for, for progression and human evolution. Somehow it's both. I, I kind of wish it was just the good stuff and there was none of that other stuff. But number one, I don't, it doesn't need to be just the one. It can, it can be both. I think that's great. Um, also, I don't think it's possible. I really don't. I feel a lot of people are, I'm going to use the exaggerated maybe here for effect. I think a lot of, a lot of very savvy light beings in this reality are wasting a lot of time, a lot of energy, and even money, major money, trying to release, trying to clear, trying to heal and integrate all of these fragmented layers of self when another approach we've just done today is to why not just make a home for all of it and that, that you take care of it, you feel responsibility for it. But uh, that's a that's an issue for some. They don't want to take responsibility for it because they'd rather blame somebody else. Right? That part of me that feels like a know-it-all, right? And that wants to show I'm smart is probably pissed off that I, you know, was only able to go to BSU. Damn it, if my parents had had money or they'd, you know, got me a tutor, I probably could have done even better on my ACTs and maybe gotten into a school that people actually know, <laughs> right? Doesn't that sound like a belligerent and just an ungrateful 18-year-old that wants to blame somebody else? I, I went to Boise State. So what? I got a great education. I stood toe-to-toe, -to -toe, meeting to meeting, on teams with some of the brightest people in the, on the planet, literally at Hewlett Packard. They hire the best of the best. And I got in. <laughs> I got accepted. I worked with them. I, you know, I led projects. I mean, it, this is, I got picked for projects, to lead projects. Anyway, so, okay, there we go, right? So we can always have a part of us that's holding a grudge about something, which prevents us from feeling that ability to say, okay, there's a layer of me I don't like. It doesn't matter why he or she is there in myself. Let's, let's let go of the grudge. It's a, it's a disempowering storyline that's not going anywhere good. It's not going anywhere good. How long have you been trying? Just, I mean, the ability to also be honest with yourself and say, okay, just what if I'm right? What if Jill is right that this is not going anywhere? Well, some of you may get pissed, but, 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 but I don't want that there. I totally get it. It doesn't mean it's going anywhere. You can have all the great intentions in the world for clearing, healing, integrating, releasing, any of those layers of yourself. And that doesn't mean it's worked yet. And what if it never does? I'm holding space for a truth for you, not just in the future, but now that you give the credibility to your light-based layers, the infinite layers of source energy that you are right now they're right alongside all those quirky layers of you that you don't like or that are in pain or that are hurting or whatever the situation is yeah <sighs> okay so you can prove this to yourself the best way to prove i'm right <laughs> i just felt the part of jill going yay see we got a point jill's right <laughs> 
it's a competitive version of me, I admit. Okay, okay. All right, so anyway, it's not about me being right. It's about you winning, <laughs> okay? We can all win with this. If I'm right that you can be your light, even though you may have those pains, those traumas, those layers of you that you don't like, those versions of you that you don't like, right? The best way to prove it to yourself is to actually try out the thing, the, the version of you that you really, really want to be, or the thing that you really, really want to do. And here's what's important, that you have full control over how the experiment goes. In other words, it is a failed try. It's a, it's a screwed up test if how you do depends on how other people respond. Okay, because you've just handed your power away. That, oh, well, okay, yeah, I, I, I did what you did, Jill. I, I felt like I have things to share with the world, and I shared the video, and eight people watched it. I failed. No, you didn't. If your objective was to share something with the world because you feel you have a sense of wisdom and truth and inspiration and love and healing and compassion and whatever, if you feel you have that, then I think, as your sister in this reality, that your objective should be that you shared it. I'm not saying anything about who heard it or who didn't or how many watched it or how many clicks or views you got. Okay. Part of you is not going to like that, <laughs> right? I totally get it. Yeah. I'm telling you, I got a system. It works. You're listening. I got you, <laughs> right? Receiving some benefit from this. So I think I, I think I have something to offer. Okay. I get it that my model and my approach is completely opposite of what most people will recommend. Really, really well paid like consultants and um, social media experts and influencers. I totally get it that my advice to you is completely at odds with what they may be saying. It may be that I disagree with them. It may be that we're both right. It may be that I don't care what they think. <laughs> I'm not offering this to also advocate and validate what other people are saying. Maybe what they do works for them. Maybe there's a part of their success that they, they, you don't see, that they're not telling you, <laughs> right? That they paid for 80% of their subscribers. I don't know what's going on, right? I'm just telling you what I know works. I know because it's worked for me and I know because it's worked for other people. Okay. Ah, okay. Now, if you're running into a part of you that's saying, I really want to do something like you do, Jill, for a living, but I haven't been able to make it successful and I, it hasn't been able to pay the bills, then please, please, please watch and listen to podcast number 221. Okay. It's another reality check, I'll admit. Um, and the summary is expecting the world to pay you for your passions or just pay you for things because you want to offer it to the world, I think is unfair, unrealistic, and naive, childish, fantasy. Take your pick. I think it's all those things. Okay. I think it's, I do think it's arrogant I, to expect the world that, well, I want to do this. You should pay me for it. <laughs> it's like, um, okay. <laughs> right. Um, I don't, I don't need any more paintings in my house. <laughs> I mean, whatever the case is, um, there's a lot of people walking around that, that don't feel like they need a reading and all they, all they, all they experience is the free stuff on YouTube. I'm offering it free on YouTube. 
So do I feel like anyone could anyone on the planet could benefit from a reading from us? Yeah, or I wouldn't be offering them, right? I love to surprise people with how amazing a reading is with their team and my team and my gifts in that way. Um, but I also want the world to know this today, whether they get a reading with me or not. So is, could part of me get totally just almost pissed off that well, there's all these people just doing the free stuff? Well, you're offering free stuff. What did you think would happen? I mean, if I go through Whole Foods and there's free samples, right? They're free. It didn't say I'm not going to like you if you don't buy it, right? Anyway, it's, it, that's okay. This, I can choose to let this be okay. What I really want more than anything is for you to know how amazing you are. What I really want you to know is that those things that you don't like about yourself are not bothering your infinite layers at all. That your infinite you is offering you a level of grace and compassion and understanding that earth is hard and humanity is not easy and that it's okay. It doesn't matter. And it, of course it matters if you're in pain, right? But these quirky little layers of my Jill, my infinite self isn't like, no, if we could just get her to, to, to not care if people thought she was smart or not. That, then, then we'd be ready. No, thank God my infinite self isn't saying that. Right? You can make it all work together. But you won't know that until you try to, to be or offer that layer of yourself that you've been just ready and dedicated to getting to. Get to it now. Show yourself that you can get to it now. There is a conspiracy layer here. Because of this age being what it is, forgot about this. Oh my God. I had this upload earlier in the week from my team and I was like, oh, those of us that have connections like this, you guys know what I'm talking about. There's just those moments where you're like, oh, that's so important. That's so good. I need to remember to talk about that. And then I forget. <laughs> I don't talk about it. And here it is right here. Thank you team for reminding me. Okay. So this is a bit conspiratorial and, and so relevant. Okay. Because this is why this chain of this, then this, then you get to the good stuff. You fix this, you resolve that, you heal this, you release that, and then you can get to the good version of you, right? This is why this, this stupid chain of bullshit is here, I'm going to tell you, right? You ready? Okay. Any of us that acknowledge or suspect that we were born with gifts and abilities that are not normal, in the human form and framework that we are interacting with, we had to get special access to bring that in. Okay, so you can sort of imagine a line of infinite selves in line for they don't we don't stop being our infinite selves when we incarnate you guys. Okay, but we are in line saying, yep, I'm going in. Um, yeah, those are my parents. This is my birthday. This is my birth time. Um, these are the logistics. Yes, I'm aware of the possibilities and scenarios that, that may or may not happen in this lifetime. I, yep, I, I agree. Yep. Okay, I'm going in. Okay, now, yep, I know I'm going to forget. Yep, that's part of the system. That's part of that timeline. Yep, I'm good. Okay. What we 
sometimes underestimated is not as our infinite selves, but once we're here, we feel that sense of sacredness. We feel that, that transcendent of time sort of version of ourselves. We feel this creator ability that feels powerful enough to change this whole freaking world, right? And we feel this sort of baggage, genetic damage from our, from our bloodlines, from our ancestry, the heaviness of this reality. God, I got to pay my bills. I got to support myself. Jeez, like, oh, this, this is totally unfair. This is not what I signed up for, right? I thought it would be easier, right? <laughs> okay, so with that, there is a structure in place here that is meant to break our light. It is every, almost everything other than ourselves and each other in this reality are structured to make a delineation between the light of source God and what we are here. Okay? It just is. This is the age that we, that we chose at some level. We chose this age, right? And it's like, oh my God. Ah! <laughs> right? <laughs> I forgot about this part, right? You guys, this is why I do what I do because I see this stuff and I'm like, I want to communicate. I want to be here as a fellow member of the bringers of light saying, hey, guys, remember this, right? Please don't fall into that trap. Oh, there's another booby trap. Here's another landmine. Oh, careful. You know, are you pretending that you need to get rid of all this stuff before you can be your light? Oh, that's a lie. You're falling into, it's a conspiracy. It is. It's nobody's doing anything to you. It's the nature of this age. Okay. It is, it's not personal. Okay. You don't need to think of a bad guy. It would be like going to Alaska in February and saying, well, I brought my bikini. I thought it was going to be nice outside. It's not. Deal with it. Go buy a freaking parka and get your boots on. You're going to get frostbit. Okay. So accepting the environment for what it is and for what you are, right? You can wear a bikini under your parka or your swim trunks or whatever, <laughs> nude. I don't care, <laughs> right? I just want you to know you're the light of source, even in Alaska in February, <laughs> okay? Okay, because there is a, there's so much that's distorted here. Again, the whole system here is meant to allow you to forget that you're God. Okay, so do I get annoyed, frustrated, pissed off, and just exasperated by all of the different ways that there are false teachings, lies about things, you know, millionaire making businesses trying to help people clear their energy fields as if, oh, and then I can be my light. Well, you were your light even when you weren't clear, honey. <laughs> okay, you just were. Why didn't they tell you that? Because they don't know. <laughs> they weren't lying to you. They weren't trying to sell you something as a lie. They really believe it. They actually believe that in order for you to be your light, you need to have cleared all of this other stuff. And guess what? Every time you show up for a session, there's something else to clear. Hmm, I wonder what that is because you're not doing anything wrong. Okay, you're not. So this, I'm going to use another metaphor, the car, <laughs> right? If you have a car that you drive, it's going to get dirty. You're going to get dead bugs on it. You're going to, it's going to get dusty. It's going to rain. It's going to get muddy, whatever, right? 
So if you like a clean car to drive around in, then yeah, get clearings, but please don't have the expectation that it's a one and done or that you're going to get a series and then you'll never have to go back. That would be, I would never tell someone at the car wash, you know, if you do this enough times, you'll never have to come back. Your car will stop getting dirty. So fabulous. Did you buy that package yet? Oh, you didn't? Oh, you did, but it didn't work. Oh, you must be doing it wrong. Hmm. Maybe you should try that car wash. No, it just gets dirty. It doesn't matter. It's still a car. It still drives. You're still light. You still work. Your light still works. And you get a dirty car. So what? So what? It's okay. It's all right. Okay. Okay. Big stuff today. Oh, I love what we did. And I hope we had fun. I had fun. I hope that you guys had fun. I felt very animated, very energetic. Okay. Let me give some updates. And I want to see if you guys want to chat at all or ask questions or share your insights. Um, I said about a month ago that I was disillusioned with keto because it didn't work anymore. And I was wrong. <laughs> I don't, you know, I think there are different factors that can be at play with your health and things like that, that you can be doing. You think everything right and it's not getting the results. All I know is that I have been doing, it's kind of paleo kind of keto. It's probably more keto though. Um, anyway, I just, it's amazing. Excuse me, what can happen when you stop eating <laughs> Chick-fil-A with the fries and the uh, chick sauce? and the Coke Zero, right? I haven't had a soda uh, pop like soda in three weeks. Yeah, I think it's three weeks. Um, so all my drinks have been water, tea, um, organic coffee with um, like half and half or coconut milk and some maybe like two stevia sweetener packages, unsweetened iced tea. Um, what else have I been drinking? San Pellegrino, which I think uh, is causing like a burping sensation that I don't like because of the carbonation. <laughs> um, anyway, there's a San Pellegrino, just like a flavored water. I don't like Perrier for some reason. I, I just feel like there's something off about the Perrier. I don't, I can't explain why. Um, phosphorus, depletion of minerals in my bones. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel led to Perrier, even though I used to drink it when I was 13 in high school because I liked it. <laughs> anyway, um, so the keto and eating like actual foods and cooking for myself again and not eating out or when I do eat out, I'm super picky about what I eat out and maybe like a whole grain bread like once a week, like on a sandwich or something, but just really conscious about what I'm eating and why I'm eating it. I, I get through three days normally of eating that way and all the cravings for the crap um, even the sweets and the carbs and is gone. It's so cool, you guys. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm back in it. I hope I stick with it. I think if I stay with it through at least the next October, I think another 90 days and I'll feel like superhuman Jill again and including physically, it's amazing the impact it can have on your brain and your energy and your sleep quality and your skin. Um, obviously your size, your, all the inflammation in your body from eating all that crap starts to go down. I'm not religious and dogmatic about, about food. I feel like a lot of people, yeah, we've already talked about this, but I do want to put it here because so many of us have bad patterns. Um, I feel like a lot of people, rather than actually make changes, any changes of improvement, they quibble and debate about, well, maybe this is better. Maybe that's better. I mean, like while they're eating like the French fries and 
junk or soda pop or whatever. Yeah. Which is silly, I know, but here's the thing, and I'll try to remember, Jill, try and remember, to input a link here about what's really going on in the gut microbiome that's causing you to eat things that you know are unhealthy, okay? And it also is causing individuals that have done what they think is right to get healthy or to lose weight or to decrease inflammation. They've been trying to do the right thing, but it's nothing's changing, nothing's moving. So I'll try to include the link on why that is, okay? Because I, I totally get how insulting it can feel when somebody that is like a size zero um, and probably under 40 is sort of chastising you. That um, there can be a tone of, well, if you just got motivated, if you just had some willpower, then you'd be able to figure this out. And I don't think they're trying to be mean. I think they really don't get what it's like that you can actually be an overweight or just uh, maybe even obese sort of person. And if they really saw how little you were eating, they wouldn't believe you that you're only eating that little because at some stage of dysbiosis, dysfunction in the gut and the functioning of the processing of energy that your body is supposed to do with food, it has instead become a, a professional storer of calorie intake, a storer of energy versus a user of energy, a consumer of energy, and a machine of movement and energy and vivaciousness. That's so... Ugh sad, right? So if you're one of those people that you just feel like, damn it, I'm doing, I thought I was doing everything right. Or I know I tried that before and it didn't work. Oh, please, I'm just giving you a big hug. I don't want you to give up on you. I don't, I just, please don't do that. Please don't do that to yourself. You're still here. You're still alive. You, you matter. I don't care what size you are. Okay. I, I want you to try something else because, okay, that didn't work. Okay, that's all right. There's other things that might, right? Dr. Jordan B. Peterson, who I don't agree with everything that he says, but he's having amazing results from different uh, challenges that he was having uh, physically by only eating meat. He's on the carnivore diet, right? I, that sounds so non-intuitive, but I, he's a, he is an intelligent guy and I believe him that he is feeling amazing eating that way. Are there downsides? Possibly, but you know what? There were downsides to how shitty he was feeling before too. Okay, you never know what might work for you. Okay, but just try something, okay? And see if it works, give it two weeks. Hire a nutritionist, I know a great one. I think she's on the call today. <laughs> Look up Connie Rutledge, R-U-T-L-E-D-G-E. Okay, she's an amazing nutritionist. She does online clients. I've hired her. She gave me great analysis and great, informa great information. And I think of Connie. Sometimes, Connie, I think of you. Sometimes in a meeting, I'm like, oh, Connie would be proud. <laughs> right? That people-pleasing side of Jill likes that. And more importantly, I'm proud of myself. I'm like, yes, this is what I'm eating today. You know, I'm not having a muffin, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I know we went on a little bit of a tangent there. Okay. <laughs> That's Good tangents though. Okay, so here's Connie. Speak of the angel. Uh, she's saying thanks for reminding us this truth. You're so welcome. <sighs> okay, Diane is saying food and habit revamp going on for me too. Good. I do feel like the theme for 2020 is about clarity. And part of clarity is our physical clarity, the clarity of our gut, 
right? Our gut to say, oh, there's food coming in. Let's, let's not store this. Let's use this. Let's burn it. Let's use it as fuel. That's what they're eating for after all, right? When you're not just eating for pleasure because it, it sounded like something that would taste good. And then the pleasure factors over, what, two seconds afterwards? That's not, that's not what food's supposed to be for. Oh, Connie, she's so sweet. As I was talking about meeting healthy, she said, oh my God, so happy to hear this. And I got four applauses. Yay, thanks, Connie. I love you. Okay, Suzanne is saying, I lost 20 pounds over the last year by, okay, I lost 20 pounds over the last year healing my gut biome through a combination of Jill's program and focus and my own studying to do this mostly vegan as well. Good for overall longevity. Thank you for today, Jill. Very important message, XO. Oh, good. I love you guys so much. Ah, you're so you're so welcome. I'm I'm glad it's helping. You're welcome, Catherine. She's saying thank you for the message today. You're so welcome. Okay, so um, other things going on uh, this week, um, and I, I I realize I totally get it that if I don't get this video up until Wednesday, then or Thursday, then it's the day of when I'm going to announce. So. <laughs> okay. All right. So on Thursday, September 19th, 2019, we have our number four of Ask Me Anything. That's offered to our members. Um, membership is just $14 per month. And there are so many events that we do. You don't need to experience all the events to get the benefit out of it. I do look at it as you're getting access to the all-you-can-eat buffet. Eat what you like and don't eat the rest. <laughs> okay. Um, you don't need to consume all of it, experience all of it in order to get amazing benefit from it. Okay. Everything is archived. Um, the other offer with the membership is that you can buy a year in advance and you save, I think it's $24. So you get almost, a, almost two months free by doing the annual version. Okay. Nice deal. I like to save money too. Okay, uh, so that is Thursday. Other um, sort of announcements and things coming up. I leave for the Greece trip. Um, I leave Boise on September 25th, and then we actually uh, get started on September 27th. So I will have a couple weeks that are um, where I won't be showing live. But if you follow me, especially on Facebook, it's easier for me to share on Facebook videos and pictures and things like that. I do encourage you to follow along because if I do it like I've done other trips, my intention is to share updates from where we are and like experiences that we had that day so that you guys are, because I feel like you are energetically with us when we're on these trips and the Greece trip is going to be next level, really, really special. It's very important that we're going. Um, I feel so excited about what we're going to be doing as our infinite selves in Greece. So yeah. And for any of you that want to be a part of that, uh, work and that uh, amazing activation and things that we do. Uh, we have the Zion retreat. We still have spots available for the Zion retreat. The dates for that are October 24th through October 28th. We have Egypt. We still have spots for Egypt. Egypt is one of a kind. If you have any questions about Egypt, please send me an email um, and I'll probably set up a call for us to talk. Um, there are, I think, a lot of reasons why people that want to go don't go. And it could be that through a conversation, I can help offer actual experience and, and my insights about it. I, I can't help a money situation. And I understand that that's a main reason a lot of people don't go on these trips is because it is expensive to go to the other part of the world and stay there for two weeks. It is. Um, so as long as it's not a financial thing, which I can't help you with, I'm sorry, um, but be responsible, 
you know, being responsible for responding to your abilities, right? Do it, do it, do it for anything in your life, including travel and things. Um, but the Egypt trip is January 10th through January 24th. Um, again, I do have spots for that amazing group coming together for that one as well. And then Israel, the tentative dates are for 2021. Okay, so that's more a year and uh, more than a year in advance. Um, the dates are either January 16th through the 24th or April 18th through the 30th of 2021. And that should be a great trip. And with Israel, I'm offering, I will be offering a Jordan option that we go to Israel and then we go over to Jordan. Um, it's so close and I love Jordan and I can't wait to go back to Petra and the Wadi Room. It's uh, and swimming in the Dead Sea on the Jordan side is just uh, actually on that trip. We may be swimming in the Dead Sea on both sides, the Israel side and the Jordan side. Um, is there another side of the Dead Sea? Not that I know of. <laughs> Maybe another country touches it. Anyway, I know that there's two countries that touch it. Anyway, okay. Um, other announcements. We still have the private session packages available with the Transcending the Reincarnation programs. I don't know if there's any more of the private session options through the Beyond the Ordinary offer, but I know that there are still private session offers, um, which is a discounted private session with me, along with the amazing course materials uh, through Carrie Murphy's on Straight Talk for the Soul. Okay? Okay. Um, how would you find that? You could just do an internet search for Jill Renee Feeler Transcending the Reincarnation Programs. Okay, and then you could start there. All right. Okay, let me jump back in the chat room and then we will wrap up. Oh, Suzanne, thank you. She's saying blessings of love for the upcoming Greece trip and for all the others coming up always. So thank you, Suzanne. I appreciate that. And Donna is saying thanks, Jill. You're so welcome. And you're welcome, Diane. Okay, I love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope you feel um, inspired and maybe upgraded and clearer in the light of source energy that you are right now, have always been, will always be. Okay, I love you. Bye-bye for now. Thank you. If you like this, thank you for subscribing. I'm so horrible at reminding, uh, sending out that little reminder, but thank you for subscribing. It is a tiny little number that, uh, or a tiny little metric that I'm like, oh, people care. <laughs> I'm doing this and it's mattering. It's mattering. <laughs> it matters. Anyway, thank you for that. It's a nice little sign. And for those that want to support my work and want to support the podcast, thank you for becoming a member. It's so easy. I appreciate it. And I, I'm not just taking your money for nothing. I, I'm offering even more than what we're doing for free. Um, that I feel like you'd love. Okay. All right. Bye-bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. Ah,